Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is Steve Olds, your host, with you live from our studios in South Florida. It's great to be with you today. I want to give a quick shout out to those of you who are downloading our podcast on the iTunes network, as well as the iHeartRadio world and our PatriotPodcast.com. We thank you for doing that. We thank you for sharing this inspirational broadcast every week because it's important that we really tap into what makes Americans tick, what really drives them and motivates them to succeed. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the importance of gratitude in our daily lives, how important it is for us to be grateful, not only for the exciting things that are happening in our life, but the challenging things. Being grateful for having problems that we can tackle, being grateful for having people around us that will hold us accountable, that will inspire us to step up in our own lives, people that inspire us to do better than we could have ever done by ourselves. And for a lot of people, they begin to explore the idea as they start looking at the problems that they're able to solve in their lives of being able to start a business, being able to pursue an entrepreneurial venture that gives them the capability to call themselves a small business owner. Matter of fact, there are 30 million small businesses in America. Did you know that 72% of those 30 million small businesses are single-person operations? That's 22 million people. Think about your county. If you live in a county of 100,000 people, there are somewhere, give or take, about 8,000 small businesses in your community. 8,000 people. That's a lot of small businesses. When you when you drive around town and you think you're seeing most of the businesses, those are just the retail fronts or the office complexes. Most of the businesses in your community are operated in a home, in an apartment, on a card table, in a kitchen. There are companies that are just beginning because an individual, a single person, who is grateful for the opportunity set before them, decides to take that idea and do something radical. They decide to start a business. One of my mentors, Michael Gerber, wrote a book called The E-Myth, and he wrote that book in the 1980s, and it is a multi-gazillion bestseller. It has had a huge impact on small business around the world. It's been reprinted in 145 different languages. It's just, it's amazing. I wished I'd have read it before I started my company, but I didn't. Alas, it took me another dozen or so years before I actually read the book and and eventually, through a very unique series of circumstances, got to meet Michael Gerber. And and he became one of my mentors and, and actually a close personal friend. He's on the board of our company, and he does a lot of things that really help me understand what I have to be grateful for 
And he's also very good at calling me out when I get stuck in my own stuff. So it's a, it's a pretty exciting environment to be in. That's why we need mentors that will help us raise the bar. But one of the things that Michael referenced in E-Myth, and a lot of people who may be under the age of 30, you think E-Myth, you automatically think Internet, e-commerce, what is that all about? Well, actually, when Michael wrote the E-Myth, uh, the Internet wasn't even out in public. It was still in the universities and the government level. So the E-Myth stands for entrepreneurial myth. What's an entrepreneurial myth? What does that mean? Well, here's the myth. The myth is that if you are really good at something, you are a fantastic chef, and you decide because you're a great chef, you're a great master technician at cooking food, you decide you're going to open a business. Or perhaps you're a phenomenal landscaper, so you decide to open a lawn care company. Or maybe you were fantastic at software design, so you're going to open a web-based business creating web pages for people. You're a technician. You know how to do something really well. Well, the entrepreneurial myth is that actually entrepreneurs start companies, when in fact, most businesses are not started by entrepreneurs. Most businesses are started by technicians, the person that is a great chef, the person that's a great landscaper. Most businesses are started by technicians who have what Michael calls an entrepreneurial seizure. They decide to fire their boss and then go to work for a lunatic. That is, they decide they're going to run their own company because how hard could it be, really? I mean, I know how to do the work. I know how to deliver the product or service because I've been doing it in my current job. So I'm going to fire my boss. I'm going to go to work for myself. and I'm going to, I'm going to do the freedom scream. And I'm going to be excited. And if you've ever started a company, think back to those moments before you pulled the trigger and you were so fired up, you couldn't wait to start your small business. Why? Well, for one thing, you were confident in what you could do. You were grateful for the skills that you had. You were grateful that you began to see a market opportunity. So you got fired up about the idea of going into business and then you started spending the money in your head because you knew that your widget, whatever it happened to be, was going to be successful. You already knew that or you wouldn't start the business. And you decide in your mind to start mapping out how you're going to spend all the cash that you're going to make because you're going to create a huge impact in the marketplace and life's going to be great. You're going to be able to take care of your family. You're going to be able to travel. You're going to do all the things that are on your bucket list because your widget is going to rule the world. Now, admittedly, you may not go that far in your in your pre-launch mental gymnastics, but let's get serious. I mean, we all think about it. If you're pursuing something that you believe in, you're going to get fired up about it. But here's the challenge. Most people that start a business, and if they start the business because they just want to have the opportunity to work for themselves and they just want to make more money, maybe they're looking at the boss and they're looking at what the boss charges for their service – Maybe you're an attorney and you get paid the average of, and I'm just making up numbers, $50 an hour, but your services get billed out at $175 an hour. Well, there comes a time when you start running the numbers saying, well, the boss is charging. <laughs> Look at the, what's the boss making on me? Well, I, I'd rather just do this myself. And that's the seed for many people that begins to launch the entrepreneurial seizure.
Well, take that down the road a couple of years. What happens year in and year out of running your company? For many people, you begin to discover all the stuff that you didn't know that the owner of the company did. You begin to get to tap into the joy of compliance, taxation, management, financials, accounting, all those elements that, you know, I, I, I like designing web pages. I don't really want to deal with all that other stuff. I'll do it because I have to, but I don't really want to do it. Any, any of you had that experience in your life? You say, i got to find somebody to help me do this. And then, then you get to step into the joys of hiring people. Well, what does it cost to hire somebody? Well, how much do you have to bring in in revenue? And then, of course, if you're going to put them on as a W-2, what do you have to do then? Well, we've got these things called FICA and Social Security. And, and then if your company grows, how far can it grow before now you have to pick up the tab for health care? Run the numbers. Look at all those compliance issues. And now go down the road a couple of years, and you begin to understand why most companies never make it to five years. And right now, you hear a lot of politicians rambling on on the stump about how important small business is to the backbone of the economy. And they're right. It is important. Probably the first time you hear a politician say that, you say, well, it's about time somebody recognized the value of what we do. But then you hear the next politician say it, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one, you realize it's just a talking point. Ask yourself how many politicians have ever written a check and signed the front of that paycheck. How many of them actually built companies? Individuals that understand how an economy works, many of them began by running their own company. So in the whole political conversation, it's important to have people in office that understand how money works, how the economy really works, not from an academic perspective. Certainly that's important to understand those elements, but from a practical standpoint, it's important to understand how money works, how business works, how people work. And that should be a consideration. We've had great business people in positions of power. We've also had great business people who destroy the economy. So there's lots of permutations, and that's just one factor. But I digress. Let's get back to you, the small business owner, or you, the person that's considering small business. Did you know for the first time in over three decades, the number of small businesses that are starting is less than the number that are going out of business? Think about that for just a minute. If small business is such a rocking part of our economy, why is it that more of them are going out of business now? Well, could it be that the onerous regulatory environment is maxing a small business owner out of existence? I talked to a good friend of mine by the name of Joseph who has a food company. He manufactures a particular line of food. And he was telling me not too long ago, and I believe I have the number right, 34% of his time, and he's the owner of a multi-million dollar distribution company, manufacturing distribution company, 34% of his time every single day is spent on compliance, regulatory compliance. And we were talking about the challenge of that. And I asked him, I said, well, why don't you, why don't you task somebody else to do it? He said, I tried. Here's the challenge. They screwed it up. So I had people working for me that screwed up the compliance that cost me a lot of money. 
So I found that the only way for me to keep my company growing and to stay in compliance was to invest 34% of my time dealing with that. Now, I want you to think about that. You've got a multi-million dollar business and the owner, the entrepreneur, the inspired person that started that company is now roped into dealing with stuff that just makes him crazy. So when you look at entrepreneurship and you look at all those elements that don't feed your inspired dream, what does it do? What does it do to you? Part of the challenge we have right now in America is there are a lot of small businesses that are living their life every day doing non-productive work. Now, some of that non-productive work is the result of regulatory elements like I just described. Other times, non-productive work is because the technician that suffered an entrepreneurial seizure either doesn't know what they need to do to be productive or they're hiding from productivity. In other words, they really have to go sell. But selling sometimes can be a challenge. So they decide, I'm just going to organize my filing cabinet, or I'm going to create a new database, or I'm going to do something that doesn't bring money in the door. And so the challenge then becomes, what are they doing with their daily activity? But at the end of the day, many small businesses are maxed out with nonproductive work. They're burning daylight. And with each day that goes by, day after day after day, compounded over months and years, what's the impact? You have small businesses that had that inextinguishable torch that lit them up every morning, got them out of bed early, got them to stay up late to pursue a dream, and that dream is beginning to die. So how do we deal with that? That's what we'll talk about when we come back from the break. We'll be right back. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003, and with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, It's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. 
It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Well, thanks again for being with us today. We're talking about the impact of being maxed out with nonproductive work on a small business, especially a small business owner, especially a sole operator. If you know somebody that owns a company, perhaps you work for a small business and you start to see in the owner's eyes that fire that they started with begin to begin to dwindle. Or maybe it's you. Or maybe you're married to an entrepreneur that started a company that's really struggling. Or maybe not even struggling that bad, but you begin to see that real fire and drive that they had originally starting to begin to begin to falter a little bit. Look for the kind of nonproductive work that may be engulfing their daily life. Look for ways to help them. And I'm going to give you a couple of suggestions. And after I walk through these suggestions, I want to, I want to paint a picture of what the impact of that could be, not only for that business, but for the local community, for their state, and actually a nation. Because right now our nation, our nation needs some rekindling. We need to rekindle that American dream. We need to see things that haven't been seen here for a long time. And I hate to break it to you, it's not going to come from Washington. It's not going to come from any of the state houses. It's going to come from the grassroots. It's us that is going to decide the future of the nation. So if you're a maxed out small business person dealing with nonproductive work, I'm going to give you a couple of suggestions. First, I want to take you back to your original dream. Why is it that you started your company? What is your American dream? What about your business prompted you to put everything on the line? And if your answer is, I never really thought about it, or I really just wanted to make the money that I thought I was should have been earning at my job, you've already figured out that's insufficient. Cash flow and just to want to have more money is not enough to sustain you in a long-term business proposition. So the challenge is that you have to step back and rediscover your American dream. You have to spend some time and go back and think about the things that matter most to you. Why are you building a business? Michael Gerber in the same book, The E-Myth, that I referenced in the first segment, he says the purpose of a business is not to make money. The purpose of your business is to give you more life. So right now, if your business is draining your life, you got to change things up. 
So you want your business to give you life. Now, certainly financial benefit is a part of that, but that business has got to tap into a fire in you to accelerate the reason that you're put on this earth. Why are you here? Why are you doing all this work? You got to figure that out. You got to go back and relook at that. You got to grab it by the horns and decide. That's my American dream. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing it. I know what I believe and why I believe it. And then you can deal with how you do it and what you do every day to take to the market. You can deal with all those issues. But if you're not crystal clear on why you're building a business, you got to go back and figure that out. Yeah, but I don't have time for that. I got to I got to do my stuff every day. I got I got all this non-productive work I have to get done. Yeah, exactly. I rest my case. So, spend some time and maybe it's 20 minutes a day. Maybe you get up a half an hour early. Maybe you go take a walk and just put some inspirational music on. Maybe you spend some extra time in prayer and just ask God to show you what it is that that dream really is. Help you remember it. Bring those people that have mentored you, that are close to you, and ask them for help. But whatever you do, get crystal clear on your American dream and what that means to you and your family and your future. And here's the other thing that you should do. You need to connect to a network of problem solvers. Why? Because if you rediscover your American dream, or perhaps discover it for the first time because you're thinking about starting a new company, you better plug into a network of people that know how to get things done. What are small businesses for? We solve problems, don't we? We support other people's goals because we can solve the problems they have. That's interesting. And if we do it right, we save them time and money. So let's think about this. I've got a business, and I'm going to spend some time rediscovering my dream, which means I also have to plug into a network of people that can help me solve problems that allow me to get out of the unproductive work that I've been maxed out by. Uh huh. So if we pull small businesses together that are focused on what they do best, and they're focused on an abundance mentality that says, I would like to serve you in a way that supports your goals, that helps you solve problems, save time and money. And when I do that well, I get closer to my dream. Well, you know what? If I do the same thing, we're in good shape. Because now we're actually working in a high-performance network of problem solvers that are also focused on what they do best. Which means when we compound that over time, we're now working with small businesses that aren't being maxed out with nonproductive work. Maybe that means that network includes hiring new employees, new team members, new vendors to help you do things. And when you connect with a network of problem solvers, what does that do for you? It frees up time to do what? To reignite your creative passion to succeed. Because when you reignite that passion, when you reignite your capability that's connected to your dream, the real dream that drives you, that keeps you up at night, and you've got access to a network of people who think like you do, like-minded people who are passionate about what they do and also realize they're not in this by themselves, what do you have? 
you have synergy, you have teamwork, you have focus, you have capabilities that go far beyond what you could ever do by yourself. So look at those different elements. And when we have small businesses that rediscover their American dream, and we have them all over the country, we'll begin to see the light of that shining city on a hill begin to illuminate from sea to shining sea. Think about that. Spend some time on your dream this week, and we'll see you next week. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. 